You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The Bank of England on Thursday implemented a fifth consecutive hike to interest rates as it looks to rein in soaring inflation in the United Kingdom. The Monetary Policy Committee voted 6 to 3 to increase the bank rate by 25 basis points to 1.25%, with the three dissenting members not voting against a rise, but they were voting for a 50 basis point hike to 1.5%. The MPC said in a statement on Thursday that it will take the necessary actions to return inflation to the 2% target sustainably in the medium term. With me is Russell Silverstone, investment strategist at 91 in London. I tell you what, 2% seems a long way away, Russell. It really does, doesn't it? We're more likely to get to 11% before 2%. So yes, it feels very far away. And that's really why we're just seeing Bank of England and indeed central banks around the world just reining in loose monetary policy as quickly as they possibly can. Exactly. And last night in the United States of America, the US Federal Reserve raised rates by 75 basis points, which they haven't done for a number of years. And the Swiss National Bank at around about the same time, or maybe actually slightly earlier than the Bank of England, they raised their rates by half a percent. And so the Swiss francs had a few decent gains. So it's all happening. Is it all too little, too late? Is it all a bit of a rush where they should have been phasing it in maybe a couple of years ago? Yeah, it's really hard, isn't it? I mean, we can say that in hindsight, and we don't have to make monetary policy in real time. I think the charitable view was it was right to implement loose monetary policy, support bond markets, pump money into the economy over COVID. Uh, Let's not forget, you know, we literally saw 25% falls in GDP over one quarter. The mistake was, of course, that the supply chains were disrupted as things opened up again, and inflation just took off. So they've left it too late to tighten. And yeah, they are literally scrambling. And the sort of game they're playing is is getting back to sort of more neutral levels as quickly as they can without tipping economies into recession. So it's a very, very fine balancing act that they're all carrying out. It really is. I mean, inflation, you talk about the number 11%. We had an 8.6% print for CPI in the United States. Do you think that it can go higher? Because I speak to people that say, well, the rate of change of inflation must be supported by the rate of change in the oil price and the natural gas price and the wheat price and, and everything else. And they are not surging to new highs. They're more or less staying stable. I mean, they're all over the place. But is there not an argument that says inflation may in the short term have peaked and therefore the central banks won't have to initiate these actions that we've just been describing? I mean, it's certainly we, we are on our numbers, our analysis, we are at or very close to the peak in inflation. And, and the way you have what you have to think, of course, is, is, you know, inflation is a basket of goods and services. And the only way it carries on going up at the same rate is if we see increases of the same magnitude as we've already seen. And that that feels unlikely. But the, the real issue is, does it come down quickly enough? to satisfy central bank inflation targets? And do we see the inflation pressure widen out so the, the price rises become more broad-based rather than just centred around you know, reopening the economies and on oil and gas prices? And does that de-anchor people's inflation expectations? If that starts happening, then central banks have got a, a serious problem. And that's really what they're trying to avoid. How did the markets react, Russell? Actually, to the Federal Reserve, the initial reaction was very positive. Yes. Um, so bond markets rallied. 
and uh, equity markets rallied as well. And that was, you know, perhaps relief that the Federal Reserve are, are getting in front of the curve, maybe. And I think relief that they're also trying to aim for the, the fabled soft landing, i.e., you know, not tipping the economy into recession. But actually, you know, there's been a change of opinion o- over, overnight on that, and bonds are selling off again, and, and, and equities are, 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 are looking weak. So we're basically going to end up, um, as, as we usually do with these things, largely unchanged because, you know, actually you know, what they did was in the in, in the price. But I think one thing, <clears throat> I think certainly one of the views that we have, and I, th- I think it's important, is, you know, when you, if, if you take what the Federal Reserve are telling us, literally, they want to get real interest rates, like inflation-adjusted interest rates, into positive territory. And, you know, all things being equal, that is definitely going to slow down the economy. So, you know, real rates are going up into positive territory with inflation, you know, hopefully coming back down. But it, the only way we get there is we're, we're knocking on the door of 4% interest rates uh, in, in, in the US, which is, uh, again, um, you know, who would have thought that two years ago? No one would have thought that two years ago, quite honestly. You are are going to be strategizing furiously in the next year or so and maybe even beyond. Russell, thanks so much for your insight. That's Russell Silverstone, investment strategist and 91 in London. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.